Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 6 of the Run Adjacent Podcast, sponsored by Trek, Trail and Fish. I'm Hayden Bell, and today Hannah unfortunately can't make it, so I've got a substitute in, Mallory Wardell. She's an absolute running nerd. She's our friendly American import. Thank you. How how are you, Mallory? Uh, you know, I'm doing good. Just not being able to run for a little bit, but other than that, I'm fine. What happened? I rolled my ankle last week, um, and then was a stupid human and decided to run on it, and I'm overdoing it now, but doesn't mean I don't want to talk about running for the next hours on end. Awesome. awesome. (laughs) Mallory's signed up for the Sydney Marathon in September. Mm, September seventeenth. And yep. you've you've managed to secure an elite entry. Uh, yeah, it sounds really fancy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not too bad. I think as long as you get an under three hour um, previous race, then I can be in that category. So. So. October 2022 last year put me there. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. Um, Mallory's going to be, I'm going to interview Mallory closer to that time and we can go through the the process of what it takes to run as fast as she does. But mm-hmm. our guest today has been a familiar face on the Northland running scene since 2017 and he's in a rich vein of form currently. He sits fourth on Whangarei Parkrun's fastest recorded time with a time of 16.21. He's won the recently held Bay of Islands Run Walk Festival. He's come second at the Parihaka Trail Half Marathon. Other events he's competed in in the past 12 months include the 102km Tarawera Ultra Marathon and the Kepler Challenge. And he's done all this with only one kidney. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't have two, Peter. Where's the other kidney? <laughs> I sold it. <laughs> Needed the cash. Yeah, we could we could get into that a bit later. Um, welcome along to the podcast, Dwayne Collica. Thanks for having me, Hayden. And thanks for all the episodes you've done so far. It's been enjoying. I've been enjoying listening to um, some of the interviews with the local running uh, crew. Awesome. That's cool, man. Thank you. So, Dwayne, can you tell me what other sports you have done in the past? Uh, Yeah, I grew up playing football, or soccer as some people call it, through to about 13, and then moved out of town, and so gave up on that and ended up playing a little bit of uh, racket sports through my early 20s, and then returned back to football in my mid to late 20s, and uh, played a bit as a senior for Onorahi and yeah really enjoyed doing that and then that kind of led into a bit of running for fitness and then later into more running cool did you like the running like did you pick soccer because there was a lot of running in it no I more picked it because I liked the team aspect of Mm. playing and the sort of camaraderie feel you get which is quite different to running yeah, running some more solo endeavor. Yeah, yeah. No, it's cool. It's like a series of sprint soccer, though, eh, compared to running. It's mm. uh, yeah, yeah. It's like doing shuttles yeah. back and forth. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and the worse you are, the more running you do. So <laughs> <laughs> incentive to get good. 
So how did you get into running then? Yeah, my father was uh, running through his 50s and he had done a few half marathons and uh, kind of inspired me to do my first half marathon uh, before I turned 30. And so when I was 29, I decided, well, I better train up and have a go at this uh, half marathon business and signed up for Whangarei and trained up for about 12 weeks, maybe. Yeah. And uh, suffered. But yeah, loved it. (laughs) What was your longest run, like leading up to that one? I think I ran 15 or 16 Ks as my longest run. Okay. And that was about the point that really started to hurt in the half marathon. Uh, Yeah. Dwayne, what has been your most satisfying run? To date, it has to be um, Kepler, as Hayden mentioned earlier, in 2022, or December last year. Yeah, it was a very satisfying run, mostly because I'd just come off the back of the old COVID um, a month earlier, and I had set pretty low expectations on myself for the day, and the weather was amazing, and the run was amazing, and I felt great almost the whole way. So, yeah, that was a surprise. Was it hard to get into the race? Uh, It is a very challenging race to get into, (laughs) as you all know. yeah, entries were just the other day, and so, yeah, if you got in, you know the challenge. <laughs> I Yeah, I say I signed up for it yesterday morning and was informed a few moments ago that potentially the course that I was very excited to run could be changed, and that's, like, common? Does that happen? Yes, if they do have a severe weather events, yeah, the course can end up uh, changed, altered. It is an alpine environment, so mm. it is possible for some pretty extreme weather down there. Yeah, but fingers crossed, it's going to be a nice sunny year. I always bring good luck to my races, so you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> were your conditions good the whole time during all of Kepler? Yes, yeah, they were okay. like two degrees up on the alpine tops, huh. um, kind of sunny, light overcast, and not too much wind. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty ideal running conditions. Mallory, you're from... Well, you lived in northwestern United States, yeah. so two degrees. Don't ask me that, about Fahrenheit. That would be like, that would be like summer for you, right? It, I mean, <laughs> and I can't even convert it that quickly. So, but two degrees sounds nice in terms of like yeah, just above freezing. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. not bad if you're working up a sweat. Mm. So, yeah, was it quite windy up there too? No, it was. Relatively calm. There was a little bit of wind, but um, just enough to make it interesting. Okay. Yeah. It's it's a really hard run to get entered into. It's like winning a golden ticket, if you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. back in the pre-internet days, my dad tried to get into that event three times, and um, I think you had to mail in your your um, your entry, and he never managed to get in. But yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. I was pretty shaky that morning when I, <laughs> and I was watching the clock tick down and pretty aggressive about my clicking and typing um, because I knew that I would only have like 60 seconds, I think, yeah. to get, mm. right? Was it, it sells yeah. out within like one minute of yeah. opening. Yeah. 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 And you got to punch in all your details and yeah. get to that payment screen as fast as possible. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first challenge of the Kepler challenge. Is the other challenge the bench? Is there a bench at the top or what's at the top to where like your first Luxmore hut. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, there's 
prizes for the first male and first female to Luxmore Hut. Yeah. That also go on to finish the race, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Mm. Try to get to the hut first. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Fun fact about the Kepler Challenge is that a Whangarei, oh, a Hatia member, uh, Zella Morrell, has holds the women's record with a time of five hours twenty three and thirty four seconds. So, Mallory, there's a challenge for you. Woohoo. <laughs> 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 Let's see about that. Another yeah. good predictor for the Kepler players: you can usually take your current marathon time and double it, and they'll give you a pretty good estimate on what sort of time you'll run. That's a pretty legit time, though. If she ran five hours and 20 minutes, mm-hmm. her marathon time would be mm. nuts. Two hours yeah. and yeah. what, 40? Yeah. Am I doing mm-hmm. math right? That's fast. Yeah. yeah. speedy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's <real> fast. <laughs> huh. So that would take me 12 hours then. <laughs> <laughs> you might just get helicoptered off the mountain. <laughs> Oh, moving Have along. you thought of doing an ultra? I've, he I've, has done I've, an ultra. Well, you've done, two, I've done two the 50, ultras. The 50 or the 100? I've done two 50s. Okay, are you going to do the 100? Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> just think about it. How <laughs> weird is yeah. coming up. Yeah. yeah. Okay, mo- moving along. <laughs> what events are you training for this year? Currently... Currently, uh, I'm training for Hawke's Bay Marathon, which is in August 26th, so about eight weeks away at the moment, and yeah, just getting into the peak of the training uh, for the next month, and yeah, look forward to uh, racing a marathon again. It's been a while. It's been a year. Nice. What what does the average training week for you look like then? Currently, I'm running around about 145 k's a week on average. And, um, yeah, we'll just try and keep building that up for the next couple of weeks. And that's with about 1,800 metres of vert. That's solid. Nice. When do you think you'll tape, like when will your tapering be? Probably from about five weeks out. Okay. I'll start reducing the volume um, and then I'll really start dipping off after about three weeks out. Hmm. What is like a like the week two weeks before and three weeks before? What's like a lower volume for you if you're 140k right now? I'd want to be at about 120 by four weeks out, and then 90 to 100 okay. by three weeks out. Yeah, so really start dropping it off. Mm. Mm. The week of taper, do you usually feel like total baloney? Uh, <laughs> It's pretty hard not to feel like jittery and uh-huh. just, yeah, your body's not used to after being at such a high load, just going to very low load. Yeah, you just feel all different. And so it's really hard to not doubt what you're doing. And it's very easy to make mistakes, like go and run something really hard yeah. five days out because yeah. you're like, <laughs> i got to test. i got to test to see if I'm yeah. still in form. But yeah, no, you don't have to test. You gotta, you gotta trust, trust the taper. Have you had any hiccups at all with your training for Hawks? So far, uh, no, it's been pretty smooth. Yeah, I only signed up last week, so really, I'm, 
I've just been building a base up to this point um, with a decent amount of long runs mixed in but yeah now we'll really get started into the the marathon specific workouts Mm. I feel like you have been doing marathon specific workouts Um, you should say some of those workouts they're pretty legit yeah I've been doing a bit of track Mm. a bit of speed work Mm. for the last month or maybe even longer now I try to get like one session doing speed work a week Mm. and then if I can do one threshold or tempo uh, work workout and then maybe a long run as well on the weekend but the the long runs will now be the priority for the next four weeks I'd say yeah and we'll work everything else around that I was talking you on Strava and you seem to be ticking all the right marathon training boxes mm-hmm. we'll see yeah <laughs> the, the coach is nodding your head so yeah yeah do you do you have a time in in mind Ooh. <laughs> I love that question <laughs> yeah I do at the moment I'm thinking two hours 45 minutes Damn. but that uh <laughs> some 240 title is kind of mm. calling and i was looking at uh average paces for that time and it's uh 348 to go under two hours 40 so i was pondering to myself the other day if i could run the whole way at a 348 pace might might be a little bit too ambitious but the garmin says i can do it so maybe i should try <laughs> <laughs> Do the trainings that you, sessions you've done, like some of the longer runs, what has your uh, pace been when you've been able to cut it down? Because, yeah, like the one you did with Sam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did um, I did a long run with uh, three sets of 20 minutes at, mm. at the se- in the second half, uh, running at, it's supposed to be at your goal marathon pace, but I was running at about four minute Ks for those 20 minutes. Um, so it's an hour all up at four minute K pace, but yeah, if I want to run faster than that, I've got to, I've got to knock that down a bit. So I'm not sure if we can do it, but we'll, uh, see how we go over the next few weeks and the next few, um, yeah. workouts and make the call. It's no, cool. Man. You're close. Yeah. Mm. Shoes. Shoes can make a difference. What are your thoughts on it, Mallory? With shoes? Possible or? with, with Dwayne. Yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. I mean, I would say definitely in like the. I put you in like a 240s, but then I think your mile because your mileage is heavier on your legs and you're still be able to perform those faster paces, then when you start to reduce your mileage, then your legs are actually able to like give a lot more than you're expecting. Mm-hmm. And so I think oftentimes I tend to beat myself up a lot during marathon training because I'm irritated by the pace and how hard it feels. But then when you actually taper, you notice that like, you can sustain that effort a lot more easily because you just don't have the same amount of pavement or whatever on your legs and shoes. Very, very true. (laughs) I really, really enjoyed the shoe change. I think like even in workouts, like we talked, I've talked about this before of like, if you're doing a long session and then you want to switch to more like up-tempo speed, wearing a certain pair of shoes for your warm-up, but then switching to like, what you're going to potentially even run in in the race because that mind shift and it helps a lot with kind of sustaining that pace. So there's something um, to keep in mind is that you can get a little depressed or down on yourself 
when you're up in the high mileage and you try and do a bit of speed work and mm. the legs don't quite mm-hmm. perform mm. and you can end up beating yourself up a little bit thinking oh I'm you know I'm not hitting the times I want to but you just got to remember that when that volume comes off you will the legs will really start to pick yeah. up so don't don't beat yourself to, up too much if you're in like a high load phase of your training just try to be yeah conscious of the overall goal that's that's wise advice um i i don't run as fast as you but i you know after a week off running which is kind of like a forced taper or whatever <laughs> i find i find myself a lot bouncier when i come back mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah even like those k repeats like when you're doing k repeats with like high mileage versus if you're just in a lower you can just pop them off a lot faster Mm. and i think i also when i'm running with people and they're not running the same mileage as me but they're making it look easy can also it's that like you just get frustrated again because you think like well that's not fair (laughs) that sam can (laughs) just blow that off but i mean at the same time like he's not running the same miles as you Mm. you know yeah we'll see sam on the podcast we'll see sam on the podcast one day i'm gonna get him Sammy Pants. I'm Sam, I'm coming for you, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck catching you. <laughs> Baby do any day. As I mentioned in the intro, Dwayne, um, I also, I've, I've recently learned that you only have one kidney. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, sure. I, <laughs> I, do, I, I do only have one, yeah. one kidney, and I was joking, I didn't sell it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was just born, born with one kidney, so it's just something I have to live with. I haven't looked into if I can buy a second one or not. But, um, <laughs> one, one's enough. One's enough. <laughs> it does actually adapt, I learned, um, right, okay. and it grows uh, bigger than if you had two. Okay. So to compensate for the load. But yeah, my right. mum does tell me, go easy on the sugars and things like that. Yeah. Okay. Look after your so, own kidney. So it doesn't really affect you then? It doesn't affect my day-to-day oh. life, yeah. Huh. yeah. When did oh, you well, f- that's the end of the pod. Yeah. See you guys later. No. <laughs> <laughs> when did you find out that you only had one kidney? Um, I can't remember, actually. I know I was, I was probably about eight or nine and I was getting a CAT scan for something and the doctor was like, oh, you've only got one kidney. <laughs> and I just remember that statement. And, oh. Yeah. Huh. But, okay. yeah. Okay. One kidney Dwayne. <laughs> I, I actually, I forget that I only have one kidney. I don't, yeah. It doesn't okay. come to mind often. It just kind of ends up being a bit of a joke every now and again. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So a couple of years ago, you had to take a small break from running because of your heart. What happened there and what have you done to remedy the problem? Yeah, that's been way more frustrating than the one, <laughs> the one kidney. Yeah, I have uh, atrial fibrillation, which is... Can you explain that, please? I can. Oh, uh, thank you. <laughs> I am, however, uh, not a medical professional. But yeah, my understanding is that the heart will lose its rhythm and that's um, usually maintained through the nerve pulsing uh, electrical setup and it goes all out of rhythm and it feels kind of like having a wet fish or a bunch of butterflies or something in your heart just flapping around and 
yeah, if you put your hand on your heart, you can feel it just like yeah. jittering around. There's no dum dum yeah. consistency. It's just dum 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 dum. Yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah, so it's um, not too serious a uh, issue, but it does. Um, you can't, as a young person, you can't stay in AF mm. for an extended period of time. Yeah. Um, because your your heart's not as efficient in that state at pumping blood. And you're also at a slightly higher risk of a stroke, which for most young people is not very high. Yeah. But obviously I can't run when I'm in an AF. And so if I do have an episode that onsets, I need to stop running and get my heart back in sinus rhythm. rhythm. And does a trip to the hospital remedy it? Or what do you have to do? Normally, if I notice it, become quite attuned to noticing it, I can just stop whatever I'm doing and just relax and then it'll, it'll revert back to its natural state within a couple of minutes. However, if it does become a prolonged episode, yes, I need to go into the hospital and usually end up taking some drugs that will remedy the problem. Or if, if the drugs don't work, then they'll hook you up to the the zappy machine, as I like to call it, the defibrillator, and <laughs> stop your heart and then restart it. Yeah. Which, oh, it's yeah. terrifying. Yeah, that's horrible. Yeah, that's yeah. I haven't had that done to me <laughs> no. yet, a cardiovert, but uh, I came pretty close last week and I just managed to dodge that bullet. So I was pretty, pretty happy about that. Yeah, it was stressing me out. Have you found any triggers at all, like to trigger? The biggest trigger would probably be um, being tired when I exercise. Mm. And if if I'm really tired when I start running, I'll notice it, like lose its rhythm, and then I'll end up yeah, having to stop and walk. The other, the other thing that can trigger it, particularly in um, other people, is a lot of caffeine mm. that can cause your heart to become a bit jittery yeah. so do you not drink coffee like if you're doing a morning run do you avoid coffee i probably should avoid coffee <laughs> but that is uh, oh, that, that is a hard ask <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. back me up people yeah i don't know if i could do that <laughs> <laughs> the option of like the cardio vert or the give up the coffee i'm probably going to take the cardio vert yeah <laughs> <laughs> and has any has it ever happened in a race? Ah, uh, no, it's never happened in a race. Usually, I'm guessing that's because I'm feeling fresher and a bit more lively. However, it only onsets. I estimate about every hundred to hundred and fifty times I exercise, I have one episode that oh, usually yeah. I resolve pretty quickly. Mm. Sweet. That's not medical advice. No, no, it's no, no, no. No, no, no. Please seek a medical professional. <laughs> uh, Dwayne, what advice do you have for anyone getting into running? It's um, a very cliche statement, and I hate that about it, but it is true, is that you have to do what works for you. And everyone's at a different stage when they're starting out. Um, some people are coming from like a bit of sport like me or you're starting in a different state, different ages. So be very attuned to um, the state you're in and not overdoing it early on. 
which probably leads to my second piece of advice, which would be consistency. Consistency trumps all in running. Being able to train consistently for weeks, months, years will lead to being a better runner if that's your goal and doing whatever you can to avoid those things that break up your consistency, things that lead to injuries or doing stupid things that you shouldn't be doing, like running too fast when you don't need to or shouldn't be. Yeah, avoiding those things so that you get consistent miles is probably the second biggest tip. Nice. Do you have any advice for how to be consistent? Yeah, what I said earlier, I guess not overdoing it, Mm -hmm. Um, knowing when, if you need to walk while you're running, take walk breaks so that you're not overdoing it again. That's um, one way. If you need to take rest days, some people might need a rest day, especially early on after each run, have a day off so that your body can adapt and recover or if you're at a more higher end of training i'd say dialing back your k's after a big workout and making sure your recovery runs are truly recovery nice and easy a low heart rate and then adding in a bit of variety into your running so you don't get stuck in a repetitive doing the same run the same loop at the same pace mm-hmm. being able to break things up keep it fresh uh, that's going to help add a different stimulus to your body and a different adaptation adaptation mm. mm. oh, that's cool building a routine is is really important mm-hmm. but you've got to you've got to work it in with with your situation so like my for for example myself i've got three children um and mm. I've got after school stuff to do with them so I find that I have to build my routine around my children so running up to the cemetery <laughs> almost three times a week is is what I do but it's it's building that that routine yep. which gives me that consistency during the week um, and then I do other stuff on the weekends like park running and long runs in the forest and it's mm-hmm. yeah it's just Building that consistency, not to the same extent as you, Dwayne, but um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and ev- everyone's at a different state, so yeah, yeah. Um, the, yeah the different amount of consistency, but yeah, mm. definitely consistency is going to mm. do wonders in the long run. Yeah. yeah. I think consistency too with like having, being a part of a group or like a community like having the runners, I'm not trying to like totally shout out the Hatia Harriers, but <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> Just, I think that if you want to be consistent, having people maybe hold you accountable for slowing down and chilling out sometimes and like, or the days when it's really rainy and shitty weather and you still are able to get out. Like there are definitely times where I don't, particularly want to be outside because I'm running a ton of mileage, but I think having people there can make it a lot easier. Mm. And that would lead back to some of the advice for new runners is Mm. making sure you're having fun. Yeah. And uh, that can be different things to different people. It can just be, like Mal said, just running with your friends and having a chat. It can be chasing like a ridiculous marathon time or it can be chasing a, a certain distance or a certain target time ultras etc in the moment when you're running just remembering why you're doing it and having having fun and 
that overall goal. Otherwise, you can get uh, yeah, a bit burnt out if you're just out there mm. hitting the pavement in the rain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wondering why you're doing it. Can I ask more about your ultra training? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Can you tell me your what was your mileage leading up to like Terwoda 100K? I probably averaged less than I was averaging. I'm averaging currently. I, I think I averaged about 120 a week over the summer. It was quite broken up because of like Christmas holidays. You're wanting to go camping, going to the lakes, so you had to sort of fit it in around all these different summer activities. Were you doing a lot more vert though? And so, like, even if you were only doing 120k, maybe it was equivalent to yeah yeah, that like what you like in terms of maybe hours or Mm. time yeah the hours were higher per week yeah but the distance was lower right i was um running a lot of hills i was yeah doing a lot of long slow trails not a lot of speed work i spent a lot of time even hiking hills Mm -hmm. where i needed to Mm. long runs and you were doing them back to back yeah. Is, that, is that a key? Like if you're to do a 50K or 100K, even for you, mm. like was it, is it key in the training, do you feel like, to have those back-to-back long run days? I don't do back-to-back long okay. runs. No, That's sorry. No. Do you I, I did a couple. Um, I'd have to look back at my training block to uh, see where I did them, but I do remember doing some weeks that had um particularly like 25 to 30 k's back to back yeah Mm. but my but now you're doing like pretty long runs on saturdays Mm -hmm. and sundays yes but uh at the moment i only have the one long run a week and then everything else i try to break up into double days or uh, running morning night so that you reduce the reduce the recovery time after each run by breaking a run in half it's a lot easier to recover from than to just lump it all together and try and run 25ks each night um you're gonna you're gonna run into problems after doing that for a couple of weeks straight yeah yeah you are (laughs) (laughs) what are you feeling on poles have you ever thought of using them (laughs) uh i've never thought of using them i've never used them so I've got no opinion on running <laughs> poles. I have also no opinion on them, but I'm just very curious. I feel like they'd be a pain in the ass to like pop in and yeah, out over annoying. and over again, and yeah, just good for swinging at people. Okay, I've got a I've got a, a, a listener request who has sent in a question. Thank you, Jesse Gavin of Sport Northland Events. Mm-hmm. Where did the passion for running come from, Dwayne? Yeah, it's great, great, great question. Um, I'd say my my main passion comes from p- pursuit of improvement, uh, the just the desire to see how much better I can get. Uh, it's kind of what fuels me and drives me at the moment, which comes from a little sort of challenge or yeah, challenge I set myself uh, maybe two years ago. I was listening to someone speak and they were talking about how if you want to see what changes in your life pick something that you enjoy doing can be anything and for me I was immediately came to mind was running I enjoy running so I decided to pick that and he said pick 
pick a thing you enjoy doing and then focus on it more than like more than you have done currently really try and sing single out that goal and see how good you can get at it and uh so i yeah chose running and i was like well let's stick to it and see um how good can i get if mm. i just pursue it and then after doing that for say six months mm. take some time to observe what's changed for the better in your life by pursuing something and yeah it was, it was quite interesting and i did do that i looked back six months later and it's like oh well yeah these things have changed in my life after focusing on that goal and pursuing it and so i decided I'll, i was just going to keep going and so <laughs> i've just kept on going yeah. uh, i don't know when i should give up but <laughs> so when, when do you hit the goal <laughs> yeah <laughs> when is the goal? <laughs> that is yeah that is the question and um yeah i, I thought after tawera 100k i might be done with yeah. running i'd certainly mm. planned on not doing any events after that i didn't schedule anything i told myself if i wanted to quit after that race i could just give up but mm. decided to keep running mm-hmm. yeah was still so, enjoying it and and cool. now i'm like sort of five months post tower Ta- Ta- uh, yeah yeah and i'm ready to hit some big events <laughs> again that drive for the goal because if you had just given up after Tarawera, you wouldn't have done 16.21 at Whangarei Park Run. You no. wouldn't have won the Bay of Islands Run Walk Festival. Or the Perihaka Trail Run. Yeah, you, would have, you wouldn't have had like, any of yeah. that. So Yeah, yeah. That, that is true. <laughs> and I feel like you have a lot of potential with your marathon because you're right now you're like, what's your PR for your marathon? Well, um, officially my PR is at Queenstown, which was my first marathon, because, and that was uh, 3.29, something, yeah. something. So um, that. And I did run faster at Tauranga Marathon last year, but it doesn't really count because they made a mistake and the course was about 800 metres short, <laughs> which, which they updated <laughs> after the fact. Um, oh, so, no. Yeah, that marathon was not a marathon, sadly. It's which I, I ran two fifty four. Um, yeah. So yeah, if I had another eight hundred meters to do, maybe I would have snuck in under three hours, which yeah. was the goal. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah. heartbreaking, man. Yeah, it was pretty disappointing. Um, yeah. Did you know it right? At, like right when you finished the. Well, yeah, the watch was like forty one point five, I think. It read on the watch, and so, oh. I was, but then you're like, oh, you can't really trust the GPS because it does make mistakes when you're out there, and they tell you if you're running a marathon, you know, you trust the course, not your watch. Mm. So I was like, well, I'm done. I'm feeling really American right now. What is a marathon in K? Is it forty two point two? Yes, forty two point two. Okay, because it's twenty six point two miles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got it. Okay, 42. so you were finishing it at forty one point five. Yeah. Yeah. So I should have just kept going and ignored the finish line and kept running just for that Strava notification. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, speaking of that, do you feel like Strava is a huge motivator for you? (laughs) What are your thoughts on Strava? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, great question. Um, I'll I'll answer it. If Dwayne hadn't stolen my strava crown 
on Nisbet Road, out Mangada Piri, mm-hmm. I probably would never have met him. Really? And I, yeah. Oh, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, so we used to just live down the road from each other. And yeah. when I first started on Strava, I'd run the, my local road and I'd, run, I'd mm. do like three Ks. And then I found out there's a little segment along there. And I was like, I can probably run that fast to get that. <laughs> <laughs> little little did I know, I still your crowns. Hayden's yeah. only crown. Yeah, oh, my only no. <laughs> Hayden, we need to get you a crown. No. <laughs> um, but yes, Strava can be very uh, motivating. It's mm. awesome, in my opinion, to follow some pros and or some people that are better than you. You can see kind of how they're structuring uh, their training, especially if you know what races they're prepping for. It can be very interesting seeing what, yeah, the elites are doing. It's pretty scary what they can do, but yeah, it is is a lot of fun. It is nice to have like transparency almost, or like see, yeah, seeing what they do and Mm -hmm. being terrified. But also, I don't know. I mean, you can compare it to someone that's closer to your training, and Mm. and then if you see what they can do, then you're like, well, maybe I can do it too. Yeah. Yeah. I say that, but I don't use Strava. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but like you, you see like the elites who, who do use Strava and you see them go out and do their tempo run. Well, you see them go out and do a run and you think, oh, well, it's just a normal run. What's up with that? But then you, you break, you, you open up the run and you look at their, their Ks and stuff and you can see that they're doing some kind of tempo or repeat or mm-hmm. whatever. And, you kind of just sit there and ask yourself and go, well, if they're doing it and I'm kind of working towards that same kind of goal, perhaps I should be doing it too. So mm-hmm. I can, I, it can be motivating in that regard, Strava. And I yeah. think it can be like help with creativity. Like if you get mm. in this stuck of rut, especially with marathon training, where you're just doing the same yeah. like mile repeats or whatever it is, then I think it's good to look at what they're doing mm. and you're not going to be an elite and you're not going to run what they're going to run, but I think it can help spice it up yeah spicy Mm. that's cool yeah whatever you're into get into trek trail fish on the run this summer visit trek trail fish first for wakeland street carmel get the mindset get the gear get going uh Dwayne, what do you want to get out of running <laughs> Let's straight into it. Yeah. What do you want to get out? Of? What do you want to get um, out of it? Do you want to? Do you want to be? Do you want to be sponsored? Yeah, I'd love free shoes. But <laughs> right now, it's just killing goo. me. Like, <laughs> oh, free goo too. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier about um, observing what changes in your life when yeah. you pursue a goal, and um, that's been the sort of motivating factor behind my running for the last few years what is it that you have observed great question um (laughs) diet would probably be a big one Uh, focusing on recovery a a lot of discipline is required if you want to run big case especially around your sleep schedule Mm. getting up early sucks running at 5 30 a.m um yeah but it's yeah it's what you need to do if you want to run a lot other things that have changed yeah i'm just more attentive to my body my well-being Uh, i see how much happier i am if i 
get a nice run in. <laughs> yeah, that is cool. That, yeah, those would be the main observations. I think those are all good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And we, we've got quite a good, like, I know, I know Whangarei is like so far isolated from the rest of New Zealand and all that kind of stuff, but we've got a good running group up here, eh? Mm. Oh, I think Whangarei's got a great little uh, yeah. crew of people that run yeah. between um, the different like clubs and events that happen, mm. Hatia, um, Park Run. There's a lot of friendly people around that you can meet and run with. Mm. Um, also, yeah, Whangarei's got great trails, in my opinion, just straight out the front door. Yeah, um, Lots of great coastal trails. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because I moved here at the end of January and I was four days into being in New Zealand when I was like, where do I run and who do I run with? And I went to Park Run and that's like essentially where I met Dennis and then the whole Hatier group. And I think that I love the community here at Fongare. I think that everyone is really warm and welcoming and um, and it's great. Like we have such a mixed group of people and it. It's just fun and mm. yeah I feel like it's a very it's very rewarding for me to be a part of yeah I like I'm very happy with Hatia Harriers and just the even just like the park run community because yeah. I didn't have any of that experience in the states I don't know why um, but we don't have park run there mm. You don't have park run. We do. I'm sorry. We do, but I've never been. Like they're in the bigger, yeah. like they're in San Francisco, and I think they're in a couple. Yeah. But they're just not as. It's not as big of an event. Yeah. Um. Whereas, like internationally, it seems like the rest of the world has picked up on it, <laughs> <laughs> and we haven't. So, because it's great. I mean, it's yeah. volunteer based, and yeah. and for people that are new to the community and want to find someone to run with, it's pretty easy to do. Yeah. So. It's cool. It's cool. No, it's 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 such a cool community out here. Um, but I think that just about rounds us up for today. Um, thank you for stepping in at the last minute, uh, Mallory. That mm-hmm. was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be cool to get you on for your own episode. Uh, probably towards, oh, closer to the the Sydney Marathon, but um, it'd be cool to break you down and get the ins and outs from. Our friendly American. Um, thank you, Dwayne. Thanks, um, Hayden. I do appreciate you coming in on a Sunday, giving up your time. Um, this is all, you know, um, this is kind of all, uh, de- this podcast is dependent on the willingness of others to come forward and uh, and put their, put, their, put themselves out there. So um, I do appreciate you coming in there. It's, it's awesome. Oh, thank you. Thank you for yeah, having people on and interviewing them. It's been great listening along to the episodes so far. Yeah, cool. Makes it all worth it. Um, if you want to, give Dwayne on uh, a, a follow on, on Strava. He's, he's quite cool. Um, just to see what he does on a weekly basis, um, some of the Ks that he gets up to, it's, it's nuts. Um, thank you, listeners, for listening good. <laughs> <laughs> How many Americans do you have listening this time? Uh, shout out to my to my one listener in Wenatchee, <laughs> Seattle, Washington area. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, also thank you to everyone else who listens in. Um, thank you to show sponsor Trick Trail and Fish. Their money is what's helping keep this thing on air. Um, and your call to action is tell your mates about the podcast. Um, 
because I'm horrible at, at social networking and all that kind of stuff. But um, you can, if you want to, you can find me on Instagram. It's at runadjacent, and you can also find me on Facebook. I'm loving all the feedback that I've received, and if you have any questions or show ideas, get at me there. Till next time, happy running.